And now we turn to the mayor's race. It's a wide open field with more than 20 candidates and no clear front runner. Art Chang is one of those candidates. He's worked at the New York City Law Department, the New York State Empire Development Corporation, the Indiana Department of Child Services, the City University of New York, and he worked to help establish the New York the NYC Votes website, an all-purpose portal for New York election information. He was also a managing director at J.P. Morgan Chase, an unlikely unlikely incubator for a progressive mayoral candidate, but he's in the race. Art, thanks for joining us on WBAI 99.5 FM. Thank you, Josh, so much for, for having me here. Um, it's, a, it's an honor to be on WBAI. I've been listening since 1985 when I moved to New York. And um, the independent, I'm really honored to be on the independent because you really were a pioneer in truly independent journalism. And uh, that really, uh, it, it really kind of was a, a, a precursor to what was, what is so needed today, the sort of the anti-big media journalism. So thank you for everything you've done. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for saying that. Uh, now with, with your campaign, uh, you haven't held any uh, elective office previously. Uh, what do you believe you bring to the table that none of the other mayoral candidates does in terms of your life experience and what you've accomplished, as well as the platform that you're running on? Um, well, the life experience of it is is pretty unique. Um, I was uh, born in Jim Crow, Atlanta, um, and grew up in an all-white school district in Akron, Ohio. Um, where I faced racism on the street and domestic violence at home. Um, I know what it's like to feel afraid when I walk out onto the street. And in my case, it was because if, when I saw white boys walking down the street in a group, I would cross the street. I also know what it's like to be afraid for my mother's safety and wonder if she's going to be alive the next morning. And I also know what it's like to fear the police as much as I wanted them to help me. Um, and then, you know, I took that energy and, um, ended up becoming um, the second man to graduate with a women's studies degree from Yale. Um, And then that powered really, um, you know, my 30-year career track record in public service, but also a 35-year parallel track record um, creating innovation in the private sector. Hmm. And you've made providing universal child care here in the city, a central plank of your campaign platform. Why is that? And, and how do you plan to carry it out if you're elected? Yes. Um, we have a, a child care crisis at the moment um, that, has, that, that is really affecting parents, but especially women. Um, last year, as of September, over 800,000 jobs were lost nationally by women and primarily by black and brown women. In December alone, um, 100% of the job loss was borne by women. 144,000 jobs are lost um, for a, you know, all by women. And again, overwhelmingly black and brown communities, poor communities. And so the impact is quite significant. And so this has really created a setback for women that has really threatens to undo um, decades of progress for women in pay equity, career advancement, and to achieve independence. Um, so childcare is, is, is so important because childcare is the beginning of how we start to reestablish um, the balance between and families. And there are several different things. Work is certainly important. You know, women can get back to work. They can go and finish their degrees. 
They can um, take care of other, their, the elder parents. Um, they can do other things that are important for their own well-being. Um, but we all know about the inequities, the so social inequities from healthcare and education. And as we know, this very early stage of development is absolutely critical for the well-being of the child and then therefore for the longer-term well-being of the family and the community. So we can establish a level playing field from ages one to four with nutrition, um, healthcare monitoring, um, monitoring things like learning development and physical development uh, to ensure that these children are all best prepared to be able to succeed in society. A, a third reason this is important is because these places can become the center points for community delivery of services from maternal health to prenatal health to postnatal, dealing with postnatal issues. Um, for truly needy families, this can be a place for distributing products like diapers and, and uh, formula and other things that, are, that really will help the lives of these families. And the last and maybe the most important thing is that our vision for universal childcare is um, community-based. There are thousands of women today in the city who take care of multiple children, generally for no pay or sub-minimum wage. This is a way for us to actually significantly augment the number of community-based organizations, putting childcare in the communities that currently actually don't have childcare. Um, and provide jobs, real jobs for women who have previously been unpaid for this work. This could be a significant economic boost for underserved communities. Mm. And, and you've previously said that you're most proud of your role in establishing uh, NYC votes. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit more and, and why that means uh, so much to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the real roles of government is to use the available innovations to really speed and really enable the, the mission that they set out to accomplish. Um, I mean, in universal childcare, for example, is a great example of some place where we could use this. Um, and I'll come back to that in a sec. But the Campaign Finance Board really had two objectives with NYC Votes. Um, the first was to be able to have a much more user-friendly digital way to provide even better information that was available in the voter guide um, to, to, uh, to every voter across the city. Um, the second reason was that the other mission of the Campaign Finance Board was to um, increase the number of first-time and smaller can candidates who could then effectively run. And before the, the regulations, especially around credit card processing of small transactions, was incredibly burdensome and, and onerous. So what NYC Votes did was it solved both sides of the equation. We created a very easy-to-use, user-friendly way to get information about everybody who's on your ballot in New York City. And on the other hand, we made it much easier and much more possible for small and first-time candidates to run. And, you know, I'm one of those people. And, you know, you can look around and see how many people are running for the first time this year. And there are historic numbers of candidates and it is, a, it is a, I think, a, a testament to how successful this has been. But going back to why digital is so important in, in all situations and why we need to think about technology 
the data and the transparency and ease of use is that in a child welfare, in a child, in a child um, uh, universal child care setting, we have a way then to be able to um, record the progress of children from a very early age into, into school. So we, we already will know their immunization records and other things that provide a great convenience to parents and families. Because um, if you have kids, you certainly know the hassles of, of getting immunization records and delivering them every year. Um, it also creates a way for us to sort of have an easy, easier on-ramp into dealing with issues like, you know, learning differences um, as they go into school. Um, and then finally, like one of the big problems today with universal pre-K-4 um, is that it is extremely difficult for parents to navigate the system for figuring out where to go and how to get access to UPK-4. Um, we can start to solve that problem, and we can start making it much easier for parents and families to be able to take get access to these valuable services. Right. And, uh, I mean, I mean, beyond these uh... – I mean, these sort of uh, in- innovations uh, that you want to bring into to city government, uh, how do you en- envision uh, if you were the, if you were mayor, uh, you know, really re- rallying this city to um, address the pandemic and its aftermath and the, the economic uh, wreckage we're uh, dealing with? Um, that's going to be a tall order for whoever gets the job. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the projected budgets that deficits, you know, just deficits is being very, very difficult. People look at also all the failures of the de Blasio administration as signs of how difficult government should be. But there are some actual steps that we can take to both of those issues and then enable us to actually create a vision for how we move forward. Um, just one thing on the budget that I want to point out is, um, you know, very few people seem to be focused on the fact that the city's budget has grown by about $20 billion in the past eight years. Um, and almost all of that growth has come from overhead. It's come from added administration and overhead um, in every department, including the police. So when you think about, you know, what we're expending our money on as a city and what we should be spending money on, there seems to be a huge opportunity to actually reallocate money from overhead into essential services. So I think the, the, the fiscal picture is, is very worrisome, but we need to take a hard look at that budget and figure out what we can do about it. Um, the second thing, which has to do with, you know, this sort of dysfunction, general dysfunction in the government, is that there are a couple, two really important missing pieces. And I'll actually make it three really important missing pieces. The first one is that the mayor operates the city in siloed agencies. So there is virtually no coordination between the agencies for almost anything. And agencies often conflict with each other and they have overlapping roles and jurisdictions. And this is very painful for everybody, whether you're trying to get benefits or whether you're trying to get a building permit or trying to operate a restaurant. Right. We've got about 30 more seconds, unfortunately. If you want to wrap up your thoughts and let people know where they can find out more about your campaign. Great. Thanks. So the third area is really collaboration, and that's really about shortening the distance between the mayor and the people. Um, I represent that by having open office hours, which are available on my website. You can go to chang.nyc, and anyone can meet me. 
just click on the link and select the time that's convenient for you. I run open office hours seven days a week, and I'd love to meet you. Fantastic. Art Chang running for mayor of New York this year in a wide open Democratic primary. Thank you for joining us on the Independent News Hour. Thank you so much, John, for having me. You bet.